the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is also the feast day of St. Joseph, and we remember um, all of, the, um, remember all of uh, our, our parishioners at St. Joseph Church in Troy, along with all the priests. We offer up our, our Mass for them. So. so all of us have experienced or are currently experiencing some type of darkness in our lives. Either we've gone through it before or we're currently going through it right now, this type of darkness. Those dark events in our lives which make us feel so very discouraged and believe that I'm a big, huge disappointment. Just a big disappointment. I'm a disappointment to myself. I'm a disappointment to my family. I'm just a disappointment. Those dark events in our lives which make us feel very hopeless, like nothing is ever going to change. This is always going to be my situation. This is going to be my life until the day I die. So there's that type of darkness and hopelessness that we just, it's better to just give up. Those dark events in our lives which make us feel depressed and believe like God has abandoned me. Like, God, you see my situation, you see my struggle, you see the darkness, and you, nothing seems to be getting better. Like, you're just nowhere to be seen. Like, are you even alive? Are you here? Do you even care? So we all go through this type of darkness in our lives, and all these feelings that we believe, and all these thoughts that we believe, and all these feelings that we believe, this feeling discouraged, hopeless, even depressed, and all the feelings that come with that, they only get worse with time. Only get worse and worse and worse with time if we just hang on to them. We just remain in an even worse darkness than where we're at right now. It just gets worse, worse and worse. And we just want to isolate. We want to withdraw from the world. And we just want this to be over. In today's gospel, we heard Jesus say, Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We all have darkness. We're all going through some type of darkness right now, or we're recovering from some type of darkness right now. And Jesus says, I know, and I want to enter into that darkness because I am the light. He said it. This is not just a theory. It's not just a theory. And when we accept the light of Christ in our darkness, we start becoming a light for others. Right? We live in a very, 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 very dark world. It's very dark. And we're called to be the light. We're called to go out. But we can't go out and be a light unless we allow Jesus, the light, come into our own personal darkness so that we can bear the light of Christ to others. All of the saints became saints not because they lived holy, perfect lives, but because they followed Jesus, who is the light, who turned their darkness into light, and they brought light into the world. So if you're thinking today, how will I become a saint? My life is not perfect. I'm a mess. Everything is a mess in my life. How am I going to become a saint? And the answer is, we allow Jesus, the light, into my darkness so I can bring a light into the world and I transform the world. Oftentimes we're waiting for the world to change. Once the world is better, once the world is better, everything is going to get better. No, once we're better and we allow the light of Christ into our lives, things around us get better. People start to change. We are the difference that we're waiting for. Today, I just want to give you an example, just one example of a man who followed Jesus, the light, and Jesus was able to turn his darkness, this man's darkness, into light. And he became a great saint because of it. This man, he lived about 120 years ago. 
He died in uh, he died in uh, um, he died 120 years ago, and he's a man from China. His name is I'm going to try to pronounce this Mark Z Changshin. Okay, just that's it. Mark Z Changshin. That's his name. Mark was an opium addict, right? So he was addicted to opium. Opium is a drug, and at that and at the time of his death, he died with this addiction. So I'm not saying that he had an opium addiction. And that he had this great revelation, changed his life, and then got rid of the drugs and then, became, and then died. No, I'm saying he died with, as an opium addict. He's actually the patron saint of addicts. He died with an opium, opium, opium addict, as an opium addict. And so he grew up in a strong Catholic family in China and became a well-respected leader by the age of 35. He was a doctor in China, and he went and helped the poor people in that area. He would take care of them for free. And he had two sons. One of his sons was married, and he had six grandchildren. At the age of 35, Mark contracted a, sum, a stomach virus. He was helping a poor man, and then by helping that poor man, he contracted a stomach virus. And at that time, opium was a popular medicine that you would use to treat the stomach virus. Essentially, opium at that time today is a pure hair. It's a pure version of heroin. So think of heroin today. That's what opium was 120 years ago. While using this medicine, Mark became addicted to the drug, and as a good Catholic, and not wanting to give in to his addiction and allow it to destroy his life, he kept going to confession over and over and over and over and over again. And the priest at that time, we didn't know a lot about addiction 120 years ago, the priest at that time said to Mark, Mark, don't come back to confession until you get rid of this addiction. Don't come back to confession. It's not what the church teaches anymore, because we've learned so much more about addiction and how somebody with addiction cannot control it to a certain extent. And again, at that time, they didn't understand that. And so the, the priest told him to go get your life together. Go get yourself together. Go fix yourself. What's wrong with you? And Mark, as a devout Catholic, was very devastated by this news. He loved Jesus. He loved the Eucharist. He wanted to go to confession. He was in darkness. He was a mess. And he was devastated that the priest said that to him. He loved going to daily Mass and receiving the Eucharist. He felt like he was rejected by the priest. And then, 120 years ago, nothing is different now the community started to learn about Mark's addiction because they lived in a little village. So people started to say, there, this, there's that guy, there goes the addict. And that's, he, you're a doctor, you're a joke. He felt so very rejected by his own community, his church community, the priests at that time. And he fell into this deep, deep depression, this deep darkness. He felt so very rejected and a failure. But rather than abandoning his Catholic faith, he knew that God had not abandoned him. He knew that he, even though he couldn't give every part of his life to God, he knew he could still give God his heart. He knew that even though he couldn't stay sober, that God was still wanting him to come to Mass. And brothers and sisters, for 30 years, Mark dealt with his addiction. So from 30 to 65... From 35 to 60, I should say. So for 30 years... He, was a, he felt like a failure with his addiction. Mark would continue to come to Mass over those 30 years, over and over again, and just receive a blessing. Because the priest told him, don't receive communion. Because he couldn't go to confession. 
So for 30 years, imagine the shame and the guilt and the depression. For 30 years, this man would come to Mass, couldn't receive communion, would get in line and just ask for a blessing. He never gave up. He never abandoned his Catholic faith. He never did it. And every year for 30 years, he would beg God to persevere and not give up with his addiction or to give up his addiction. And also he promised and said to God, God, let me die a martyr, which is somebody who sheds blood for their faith, because that's the only way I'm going to get to heaven. If I'm an addict, I'm not going to get to heaven. But if you make me a martyr, if I can actually defend my faith and say, I want to shed blood for my faith, I will die a martyr and I'll get to heaven. That's my only chance of getting to heaven. So make me a martyr. And at the age of 65, began 35 years after his addiction started, during that time in China, there was something called the Boxer Rebels. And the Boxer Rebels were a violent, radical, nationalist Chinese group, and they began hunting down Christians during that time. They would knock on your door, and they would say, Are you a Christian? And if you said yes, they would kill you. And one day, Mark got a knock at his door. And they asked him, Are you a Christian? He was arrested, and he didn't answer, but they arrested him because he wouldn't answer. Him, his two sons, one of his son's wives, and his six grandchildren were all brought to prison. They all were brought to prison. And they were brought to prison, and all the other people in prison were Mark's neighbors because them two, during that time in the village, they all lived in the same village, and they were looking at Mark saying, this guy is not going to say he's a Christian. They're going to kill him. He wants to leave prison. He's going to say, no, I don't believe in God. He's going to leave prison and go back and get high on dope. Because that's what he was known for. And they asked him, they made him stand up in front of everybody, and they asked him, are you a Christian? Tell us, are you a Catholic? And he was as skinny as a straw, because that's what, that's what, that's what opium does, that's what heroin does. His body was completely, in he looked like a skeleton, and they asked him to renounce his faith, and he said, heaven is open, I would rather die than betray God. He was in so much darkness, in so much darkness, but daily he came to Jesus, the light, at Mass. And although he couldn't receive the Eucharist, he knew that light and was able to answer in front of all the people who rejected him, hated him, and labeled him, and judged him, and said, heaven is open. I'd rather die than betray God. And Mark and his family were dragged then from prison to the execution site, and on their way, Mark's grandson said to him, a young boy, Grandpa, where are we going? Grandpa, where are we going? And, respond, and he responded to his young grandson. He said, we are going home. We are going home. And as each one of his family members were waited their execution, Mark begged the executioners to kill him last so none of his family members would die alone. He stood by all nine of them as they died one by one. And when his time came, and before he was beheaded, he was singing the litany to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And brothers and sisters, that's Mark's story. What about our story? We might not have an addiction like Mark, but like Mark, we feel very, some of us feel very far away from God. We're in darkness. We're all struggling 
with the darkness of the same sin, maybe over and over and over and over and over and over again, but God has not abandoned us and He is always faithful. Amen? God is always faithful. Like Mark, we may feel that we cannot give every part of our lives over to God right now, but God still loves us and still wants our heart right here, right now at this Mass. And like Mark, some of us cannot receive communion today because we are not in a state of grace, because we're dealing with some darkness, that anger, that resentment, that bitterness, that depression, that isolation, that despair, that fill in the blank. But we've come to the home of Jesus Christ, the light. And we take that light into our families. And we say to Jesus, although I cannot receive you in communion today, Lord, have mercy on me. Jesus, the light, have mercy on me at this Mass. Holiness is possible, and regardless of what we are struggling with right now, whatever type of darkness we're dealing with, there is life in the struggle that we're dealing with. And Jesus is our light to never give up in those really dark places in our lives right now. And I've heard many, many definitions of what it means to be a saint, and I love this one. A saint is a sinner who keeps trying. So repeat that with me. A saint is a sinner that keeps trying. A saint is a sinner that keeps trying. That is the definition of a saint. And God's love, Jesus' love, the light... The mercy is so great that he can transform any of us into great saints like he did for Mark Z. Chang Shin. And we ask St. Mark, through the intercession of St. Joseph, for their intercession today to never give up because of the darkness in our lives. And always, always, always keep our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ the light. Amen?